ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. We're back. We're here. We're here to recap week two, preview week three. Uh, got a couple new things on the docket. I'm here. I'm joined by my normal co-host, Chen. Uh, and we're actually joined by our, uh, we'll call him a recurring guest, his first appearance yeah. here. Jake, welcome back, Woo. man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? It's been a minute. It's been since last season. I'm glad we're back. I'm excited. Sir, football yes, talk sir. going on. Sir, we, oh, see, no. we like to have diverse opinions here because we have two Packer fans normally. Uh, so we invite a Vikings fan on to make us look a little bit better. But um, as a Vikings fan, episode one and two, it was a hard, it was a hard listen. Ooh. It was a hard to swallow <laughs> listen. So, but hey. as you guys know, you're one and one. I'm zero and two. So you guys are riding high. So I can, I'll just oh, no. uh, this division. We'll, that. we'll get into it, but the division is wide open. God, it's, it's, yeah. Say that again. But we can, let's dive in. Last week we talked about uh, debuting a new segment. We ironed out the details. We're very excited about this. We think it's going to be great discussion. Um, it's just going to be an overall, uh, you know, show booster. Uh, we're going to call this segment Buy, Sell, Hold. And basically what we've done is we've created an imaginary stock market for all things football. It can be a take, a player, a coach, a team, a unit, um, a position group on a team, anything you can possibly think of, an owner, a fan, I don't care. Um, and we are going to give ourselves the opportunity to buy stock in whatever we choose and hold each other accountable as the days and weeks and months go on for the stock purchases we've made. So the best example we can think of is last year, about week two, week three, I had a very hot take at the time. And I said that Jalen Hurts was going to be a top three quarterback by the end of the year. Um, and that ended up being objectively true or close to true, depending on how you feel about it. But he definitely elevated from where people thought he was at the start of the year. Uh, this segment is going to give us the opportunity to document that stuff and hold each other accountable as well as just have fun. Uh, so the way it'll work is this is today we're each going to buy five holdings or five purchases of stock in whatever we want. And then moving forward until we reach the cap, which we haven't quite decided on what the cap's going to be. But moving forward, we'll be able to buy one more net each week, uh, net purchase each week. Meaning if we go into week three and we're here next week and I want to sell one of my things, then I'll be able to have a max of six. So if I sell one, I can buy two. If I hold all of them, then I can buy one more. If I sell all five, I can buy six different ones. So there's no restrictions on anything. Eventually, we'll get to a cap where you can hold a certain amount, but we'll get there when we get there. But to kick us off, um, and this is going to be really open-ended, but to kick us off, I'll give the man whose idea this segment uh, kind of was, Chen, how about you make the first purchase uh, for buy, sell, hold? Yeah, yeah, you know, and here's a guy who I might have, uh, well, how do I put it lightly? I might have called him a, like, bigger loser in terms of his, his injury. It was really just an injury situation in Anthony Richardson. But uh, in terms of what I think of this kid, and what he's capable of doing, um, in my mind, I have to put a high three-tier max confidence in the fact that his stock is definitely going to climb. Uh, but I think he's going to be one of those players in the field of like Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, Michael Vick, where it's going to be a big name. He's going to become a guy that, you know, you can throw Jalen Hurts in that conversation. It's going to be hard to kind of dispute what they bring to their teams. And with you know, Jalen Kurtz losing Shane Steichen to the Colts. Uh, I like the idea that Anthony Richardson gets that. He gets that mold. And after this concussion, I actually think, I mean, it's never a good thing to get concussed. 
but I think that's going to help them protect him. They need to like probably realize now, okay, week one, he got banged up. Week two, he's concussed. Let's just make sure we keep this guy healthy because he's really good. He had two touchdowns running in the first quarter. Solid take. Um, and for those confused, I may have forgotten to mention, we're going to assign a number one to three value in our confidence in the purchase. Uh, so three being the most confidence, the largest capital investment you can possibly make into a player, um, which in right. this economy, I don't know, but one would be yeah. the lowest, like, you know, Play lower numbers, man. Yeah. 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 This is real dollars. $3 would be the right number. <laughs> yeah. So to clarify, he's putting three, his largest amount of confidence into this Anthony Richardson take, which I don't have much of a rebuttal. Jake, do you have anything? I mean, he's looked great through two weeks. Yeah, no, I honestly, I have a, a similar take uh, I'd like to purchase later on. Um, that is my first purchase, but yeah, no, I, I have a good, I have a good vibe with that. That's good stuff. Yes, All sir. Right. Yes, sir. Right. Joel, Joel, top it in. On the pool. Say yeah, it again. You know, I have I have Anthony Richardson written down. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna antagonize me, I'll uh, I'll join <laughs> in on. We'll day? make it. We'll make it a joint investment a little bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll throw a, I'll throw one point five confidence in this take. Not as large in an investment, but uh, you know, for for. For, man, for social sake already. to enjoy, man. Um, sure, that'll be my first purchase. He wasn't highest on my list, but uh, for you know, I'll join in if the opportunity nice. is there. Uh, a little less risk on my end, but you know, um, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> All right, <laughs> for my first purchase today, I'm going in on a two confidence level that we have two two thousand yard receivers this year in both Jefferson and Tyreek. Wow. That is my purchase here today. I have a two confidence level on this. My reasoning behind this is because Jefferson is on an historic start right now. He is dominating everybody. I think he's going to continue to dominate week in and week out, win or not, uh, for those Vikings. And then Tyreek Hill, if he has – I know we didn't have as great of a game last night, but if he can do what he did last year and Tua stays healthy – I believe that it's possible that we have two 2,000-yard wideouts this season. Again, my confidence level in this is a two, um, just because we know two uh can get hurt every now and then and can lose you a game. So I'm taking that as my first purchase here. That is a great wow. freaking purchase. Yeah. That's I'm, off. I'm, I love that. Yeah. I'm that second is, that oh, and... I am very much looking forward to holding you accountable to that take in my 17 weeks time. <laughs> no, I mean I'm not am I bad? Am I wrong to throw in I kind of am with this take because here's the thing, he's Tyreek Hill played with like three quarterbacks last year. I mean, there'd be games he'd have two in the same game, and he was on pace. I think Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill, barring injury, it can be done. The Vikings are in a position they're going to be throwing a lot. The Dolphins only throw. I put I put a two in this take because the only reason it's not confident is just health. But barring skill, like th- that actually makes a lot of sense. All right. I don't know I, if I'm going to I wrote love it, it down, man. I wrote Taking it down. Taking one of my five slots your, today. We'll this see. Is one, we'll this see. is your last chance here if you want to back out. No, no, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. I just – I know I got three more slots. I got to use them wisely. But right. that could really cash. That, that, that could cash. That would be a big payout. 
I'll yes, steer sir. Clear. I'll steer clear of that take. Um, I'm going to take a more conservative approach. I really wish we had this segment in the preseason uh, because I would have made this purchase then. But even though this stock is on the uptrend right now, I'm still going to get in before it reaches its peak Ooh. because I think its peak is very high. Uh, and that stock might be a little biased, but that stock is in Jordan Love, man. He's looked great oh. through two games. Uh, this <laughs> yeah, I'm is, out. This is, <laughs> I'm out. Let me just clarify. This is not some hot take like, oh, he's going to win rookie of the year. Or not rookie, but MVP or anything like that. There's nothing like that. It's just buying in Jordan Love as a long-term holding purchase um, to eventually sell, hopefully, years down the line after multiple Super Bowls. Um, so I'm putting a three on this. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. I think his floor is very high, and obviously the ceiling is high. Right now, as a Packers fan, all we need him to do is keep doing what he's doing. I'm not asking for him to be A-Rod or Brett Favre. I'm just asking for him to you know, continue keeping us in close games and uh, hopefully grow and become better uh, you know, in those game-ending situations and hopefully steal some more wins. But uh, and We'll discuss that a little bit more as we go. But three confidence, Jordan Love, long-term hold here. No hot take of immediate results or anything like that. Just a long-term purchase on day one. All right, I'm going to fill my second slot here since I'm the only one with one slot and purchases. I'm going to take this. This is a low confidence level, but I'm taking the Browns finishing as the one seed, the number one seed this wow. season for the Browns. I am. I have a very large feeling that they're going to take the win tonight. Not only do I need Nick Chubb to dominate so I can win in fantasy this week, um, when I say dominate, I mean 350 yards and eight touchdowns because I am, <laughs> I am hurting. So, but other than that, I do have a low confidence level because it is the Browns, but they are tooled at almost every level to get this done. So that's my second buy-in. That's a, that's not, I don't, here's the thing is I, if it had been win the AFC North, I think I would have thrown some cash on it. But one seed in the AFC might be a little too far for me. I, I, there's granted that a lot of the AFC powerhouses have already lost, honestly. The yeah. Two. The Chiefs started 0 1. The Jaguars just lost. The Bengals or the Ravens, I guess, are in a good spot. But um, I don't hate this, this take. I don't. No, they this look good. Goes, and I this think goes they're going to back win. to last week's episode, though, right? How we kind of talked about like the Browns on paper look so good, but the only reason we never pick them to go far is because they're the Browns. Like <laughs> they always find a way to mess it up. But I think that's why it's a good take because, I mean, dude. Paper-wise, I mean, you have your offensive and defense player of the years on that team, no? No, it's I do, I do. I picked. Nick I mean, Chubb that would that would entail, which I didn't realize I did it when I did it. But yeah, I did, I did pick Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett. Um, yeah. So it's looking like Micah Parsons is the front runner right now, but you know, we'll see. How true. True. Okay. Okay. I'll uh, I'll throw into the pot here, and ah. Uh, you know, as weird as this might sound, and as memeable as it could become, I'm going to take Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. In the stock oh of the sense that God. he's going to have a good Russell Wilson season. We'll call it less than 10 turnovers. I mean, let's say less than 10 total turnovers, less than eight interceptions, probably 30 passing touchdowns. Oh. I... <laughs> I know it's uh, a lot of people don't see it, but uh, I'm staying away from this purchase like it's the plague, dude. I I I see what you're doing. 
No, I, I see what I you're doing. The price is so low. How much it's money so can you actually lose? Like, it, it, like you're basically, it's a lottery ticket. Which that, you know, I, I can respect. Um, which, but, was, which is why I'll throw a, a, a 2.5 on it. Wow. Because I just want to remind you that the lottery is one of the most profitable businesses. I just want you. To it know. is. It is. Look, look at me. I am. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for Sean Payton. <laughs> I saw. I listened to a whole like hour like Drew Brees thing and how Sean Payton turned his career around. And now I'm so, I'm totally bought in. That's. I mean, look. I'll. I'll objectively say that there was some. There was some slight cooking going on in the kitchen yesterday but I, I they know. didn't win the game again yep. <laughs> they didn't win the game um and for those who are newer listeners uh, you will recall that chen famously i believe started oh and six on broncos picks last year picking the broncos to win every time because he thought they were going to be good and russ uh, <laughs> let him down famously so this is this is an astonishing moment Oh, no, this is this is a lesson for the kids. Some people never learn. <laughs> I'm buying in once again. So you guys have the floor. I'd love to hear what else is on the table. It can't, it can't be worse than that. Respect to that. Uh, I'll take the floor here. Make my next purchase. Uh, this is this is somewhat of a. I don't know if it's a very hot take, but it's. I'm pretty confident in it. Uh, I think Mike McDaniel is going to win Coach of the Year at some point in his career. I think that he is that level of a coach. I think he's going to be a Super Bowl winning coach. Uh, and after last night, just seeing him and Belichick kind of in this chess match of schematics, all this new stuff that the Dolphins are doing with this motion with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, so they can't get hands on them when they're coming off the line. And they basically have a running start into their routes, allowing them to get down the field even faster than they already are. It's such creative stuff, man. And we can dive into it more as the year goes on. But uh, he's he's a – He's a genius. He's a football nerd. Um, and I'm becoming a big fan of the way he's turned around the Dolphins. He's holding up to his career, in my opinion. Uh, and they're winning games that I am not thinking they're going to win. I was pretty low on them this year, and I'm already kind of turning on that take. So Mike McDaniel, the win coach of the year and a Super Bowl in his co- coaching career with a three. Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't have a really push back on that. I, I love Mike McDaniel. Um, my only concern is I, I think the coach of the year award can be narrative based. Like as good as like Brian Dable is as a coach last oh. year. And even I think of Arthur Smith coming in this year, like there's, how do I put this? Like is Kyle Shannon want to coach of the year? Like we know they're good, but I think sometimes some coaches like the situation isn't right. Like, because he's got Tyreek Hill and whatnot, and if they establish this, themselves too quick, like, he may never get it, even though he's worthy of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that – and that's why I said, like, I didn't put a, an exact year on it. I just yeah, which is in smart. his career because you never know. Like, if Tua turns into a superstar or they get somebody new, like, he's got a long coaching career ahead of him. Uh, right. you, you never know if he just – has like a 14 win season and it's like well we have to give it to them or a 15 win season it's like well we have to give it to them they won 15 games like how do you not you know what i'm saying um right so right that's why i put and then that a double on. go ahead and the yeah. double back on what you said by narrative i have a when it comes to coach of the year the vikings went what 13 and 4 last season under uh-huh. a first year head coach and kevin o'connell wasn't even nominated so that's wasn't even nominated true. yeah he should have been. So too. it all comes down. It all comes down to narrative. It all comes down to the city you play in. Um, 
who your team, who, who's on your team. And when a guy like that, first year head coach, 13 wins, the last guy to do that was Matt LaFleur kind of pisses me off and who won Matt LaFleur won that season. So. And it's, I do agree. Like it, it's so subjective, especially when you bring up the Vikings last year is because they were what, like eight. No, at one point they had beaten Buffalo and won a bunch of close yep. games. And people were like, Oh, all they do is they're close game merchants. They win all their games by less than a touchdown or a touchdown or less. And it's like, well, they're still winning the games. And I remember saying this last year, like, sure. They haven't been tested and they played smaller teams, but it's like, Winning games should not be devalued, like in any sense. Like that is very hard to do in the NFL, especially when you do oh, yeah. things like come back, have the largest comeback in NFL history, go into Buffalo and steal a game out of Josh Allen's hands with that. I mean, so yeah, I agree. It's very narrative based. Um, that's why, like I said, I just put a year. I didn't put a year on it because you never know. Okay. No, fair enough. All right, I'm gonna go in and. I'm buying my third stock here. Um, I'm going to go to a different one further down on my list just because you guys talked about it. Now I'm more intrigued. But mm. I have a two-level confidence on this. And I had the Colts winning their division uh, versus the Jags. And so wow. I am snagging this guy. I think it's a low purchase. If all things go, I think the value on this game skyrocket. So I have Colts winning the division. Yeah, wow. Because, yeah, that happens. I got the Jags locked in right now. I mean, even against KC, they're close, but they don't sleep on the Colts. Like they, they, they were cooking on offense. They got Gardner Minshew's capable backup. Um, I think they're definitely. I could see them getting a seventh seed personally because they think about the rest of the division. They could, in theory, get four free wins if you beat the Texans and Titans twice. It's tough in that AFC right now. Easy, yeah. No, I agree. I think the Titans look better than I initially thought they would at the start of the year, which I don't know why I'm surprised by that because it's Mike Rabel and he's just going to scrap out wins from nothing. Um, but long-term, I don't hate this take. And I even – I would piggyback off of it because I have I already took Anthony Richardson, so I'm not going to because I need to diversify my portfolio. We can't have too much in one place. But um, okay. I, I would I would say something like Colts to an AFC South in the next three years or something. Like I think that they – their roster is actually not as far off people think it is and if Richardson looks like he has he continues to develop he might have been he might be the best quarterback out of this draft when it's all said and done like we'll see but I don't hate that take at all definitely definitely I'll uh I'll put up Luke Musgrave man just as the player his value right now he was a second round pick in Madden I think his rating is like a 70 at best like this guy is getting slept on for a guy who's six six can fly and we see what Travis Kelsey does to teams every Sunday. Um I I don't think the Packers have had really a s established like good elite tier tight end since Jermichael Finley maybe a couple seasons like for a season or two. Um so I'm really hoping Luke Musgrave's it man. I I'm actually gonna put three like I'm wow. fully convinced that he, he needs tight ends don't get involved as much and it's like i just think as a rookie he could like realistically at like top five the amount of the amount of usage i see like in the packers offense of the tight end um I, i'm just extremely high on luke musgrave i really am all right so i've written down luke musgrave with three confidence and in parentheses kelsey comparison 
Are you good with yes. that? Yes. <laughs> that <was a> perfect <laughs> note. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, hey, I think Kelsey and Gronk were both second-round picks as well. Okay. There's a lot of uh, Let's parallels. just add Kelsey slash Gronk comparison. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I'd love for this to be true, that is why uh, high ceiling you're, you're giving a guy who's played two games. He's looked good, but, man. <laughs> I will not be. I will not be piggybacking off of that, off of that purchase. Um, Fair enough. In the, in, in the slightest, man. Um, all right, I'll make. I'll make a purchase here, and I'm gonna kind of change this a little bit um, with the way things are going. But I'm gonna buy stock in both Trevor Lawrence slash Calvin Ridley. Now, I discussed this in the preseason pod, so a lot of this is the same, but. As a duo, I am buying stock in them uh, to elevate themselves to the level of, if they're not already there, which I don't think they are, the level of Brady Moss, uh, Manning Harrison, Burrow Chase, oh. that high of a iconic duo. Kirk and Jefferson. Uh, you got to put those guys in there. Whoa. So I'm going to give this a three. I think the, sea, the sky is the limit for these two. Uh, and this could really come back to haunt me because all it's going to take is one injury. I'm pretty sure Ridley's already like 28, but I don't care. I am so high on this duo right now. Um, and the price is a little bit lower after a week two performance. So I'm, I'm going to strike while it's hot and just throw everything I got and throwing a three in, in this take. So I'm going to veer off. Um, just on a different rant here. Not a not. I'm not buying anything quite yet. But when we talk about quarterback receiver duos, why is Jefferson and Kirk not being implemented into this? You said Burrow Chase. I get it. I get it. Burrow and Chase. It's great. You love it. College buddies. The whole nine yards. But 4,800 receiving yards to one guy in three seasons. I'm going to leave it at that. It's the best thing that we've ever seen on field when it comes to a quarterback wide receiver duo in a three-year stretch. They've both made history. I don't disagree. It makes me mad. I was, that was the next name out of my mouth, but it was also like Kirk Cousins. Like I didn't want to put him in the same breath as Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Like I had a problem saying, I had a problem saying Burrow Chase. Like, you know, I, like, I, like here's my pushback to that though. Kirk Cousins has established himself more than Calvin Ridley. I think that is far tougher for Calvin Ridley to get to the level of Randy Moss or Marvin Harrison than for like Trevor Lawrence to get to an elite QB because Trevor Lawrence was a first overall pick. I mean, best case scenario, we we were expecting all famer. It's not that only Calvin Ridley is not good. I mean, this man has gotten thousand yards with aging Matt Ryan. It's just to get to like, the top guy in the I don't know if Calvin Ridley is and this is where the stock thing is gonna really make make a thing. It's gonna like surpass Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tyree Hill, Devonta Adams, like those are just current. Um so that's my input. But hey man, it's your stock. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yep. and I, I could I've been wrong many, many, many times. <laughs> they wouldn't want Davis Mills stock, by the way. Oh my god, bro! God, I wish we were playing this game back. That was such a bad day. Davis Mills, better than Trevor Lawrence. Worst take I've ever heard in my life. Oh, oh god! Historically bad. I was, I was listening to that episode and I was screaming, like, (laughs) "What are you talking about?" I remember hanging. I remember stopping recording that episode. 
and like walking out of the room in just a daze at what I had just heard. Like, oh. I was like, what is this guy talking about? I didn't even know how to argue. I think I lost the argument because I was so in shock at the severity of what he was saying. Honestly, I thought Shen had a stroke when he said it. I don't know what else. I didn't know what else to think in the moment. At the time, there were some numbers uh, in favor. But were you drinking during that yeah, episode? Yeah. <laughs> I may, you know, maybe there's something in the water. <laughs> but worst takes of all time, I could bring up Skip Bayless having like the top three worst. I mean, he said Tebow was a bigger draw than Kobe. He said Johnny Manziel was going to become bigger than LeBron in Cleveland. I didn't get that bad. It was bad, but it wasn't. It was bad. Yeah, the difference is you're not on television bad. every day, and he is. You just He just has more of an opportunity over a lifetime to have those days. And to be fair, I'm trying to get television one day. So maybe I got to get worse <laughs> with the takes. Maybe I'm on to something here. No, we're you never let them know your next move. We're not becoming a hot take pod. There's nothing that bothers me. We provide real analysis and index. Russ Wilson would say otherwise. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Jake, we both got four. I'm moving on. Jake, we both got four <laughs> investments. Here's your chance to make your fourth purchase. Uh, let's hear it. All right. I'm making my fourth purchase, and it kind of goes to what everyone knows about me and how I feel about this certain one player. And I have the Chargers missing the playoffs. I really do. <laughs> we all get it. We all have heard my rants before in the past. What? They've made the playoffs once, the Chargers, and Justin Herbert is a top-five quarterback. He's 0-2 mm. uh, this season. Uh, hopefully looking to go 0 and three yeah, uh, come this that. week. Uh, yeah, and so excited. And I just I just love how much they just hype this guy up and he just loses every week, every single week. Barely gets a win. I call them alleged wins. I don't know what else to call them. They're here's my here's my problem with this take on with, with everybody's take on Justin. Oh, and I want to just before you say that, I have a three confidence. Oh my the gosh. Chargers missed the playoffs. Yeah. They're gonna finish below the Raiders even in the standings of this division. And I and I I pass it off. Wow! Wow! I'm very tempted to buy like a swap on this and buy the opposite side of the take because I'm like that would make things very interesting. Mm. And I might I might do it next week. I'm, I have a further investment I might make. I'll make my decision here. But I want to say this is like my problem with the Chargers is so much not about Justin Herbert. And it's so entirely on Brandon Staley. I forget what it was um, he did this week that like ended up losing in the game. I think he punted like on their side of the, on like fourth and two sometime in the third quarter and it's just like it's just he's such a problem man like i always go back to the browns game last year i think i brought it up last year i'm not gonna bring it up again but it's just like he's such a he, coaching goes so far and i will i will hear all the takes about justin herbert not being able to win games i will really hear them and start to actually be persuaded to believe them if it persists after he stops playing for brandon Staley. like that's kind of where i'm at on this is like I've decided this is the issue, and until it's changed, I'm just going to stay where I'm at. <laughs> that's that's kind of the reality of the situation. But um, we'll get into Chargers Vikings later this or wait later this episode. But Chen, your fifth investment, fifth and final, fifth and final investments. Um, this is definitely what I I 
don't see how I could be wrong just because his name is always in there for head coaching talks. And we are brought up Brandon Staley, so that's one potential job. Um, Eric Bieniemy will have – like he will be head coaching for a team in 2024. Um, just from what I've seen with the commander's offense in the first two games with – and I'm not saying Sam Howell isn't bad or anything, but there was probably a lot of question marks, and rightfully so of going from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and that what that offense is to the commanders. And just what I've heard coming out of camp, I guess a lot of the young guys really love playing for them. They love just the way they're using them. Um, it, I think I'll put a 1.5 in this take um, just because I think like the commanders, you know, they got rid of Dan Snyder as an organization to mess some things up this season and, um, there's got to be some reason Eric Bieniemy still doesn't have a job that that must be like not football related because the guys I mean he's smart like like he engineers offense out of even with the Chiefs last year they didn't have Tyreek Hill they didn't miss a beat um, so kudos to Andy Reid with that coaching true yeah I like that take um, I'll let you have it because I have I've decided on my fifth investment today but. Uh... I do like that take. It's I don't th- I don't think it's very hot at all. It's a, it's a, it's a good take. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right, I'll make my fifth purchase here, and then Jake can have the uh, have the floor for the last one. Uh, so I've got I've got a couple of supremely kind of confident takes that I've made today. Um, so this is going to be a little bit less confident. This is going to be a one kind of a one, um, a one investment shot in the dark, but. Uh, I'm kind of high on like a Derek Carr career renaissance in New Orleans. Um, I'm not saying that he's going to like win a Super Bowl, but I will say that he's going to make the playoffs more than once in his time in New Orleans. Like, I think that he's going to return to like being a borderline like playoff ish QB. Like, uh, you know, nothing. He's not going to go back to like that one year when the Raiders were, weren't they like 15 and 0 or something, 15 and 1 or something? Oh, they were 12 and 4. He like broke his leg in like week sixteen or something. Was, yeah, yep. it was something yeah, ridiculous, something really good. I don't think he's going to go back to that, uh, but I do think like he will be a playoff quarterback um, for the foreseeable future. So that's just kind of the take. I'm just a career renaissance. I think he's just a guy who needed a fresh start, um, and I think he's looked decent. We'll see him again tonight, but he looked decent in week one. Um, still has a little turnover problems, so this could come back to bite me. But yeah, fair enough. I think of like QB 16 in the NFL, like rankings of quarterbacks, like 16 is where I like, I feel like Derek Derek Carr like always falls for me. So as long as he gets up above that and maybe like closer to top 10, I definitely see that stock going on. Yep. Got no rebuttal on that. And um, I got another take on quarterback here. And I think you guys might agree with this. I saved this one for the end here, but Lamar Jackson. Uh, I'm buying stock on this man here, and specifically his passing numbers. Uh, I am buying that he has 4,500-plus passing yards this season, um, and I have a three-confidence level. You know, the only thing that could screw this over is if he does get hurt again, but he wants to pass for 6,000. He said it this offseason. He wants to hit 6,000 passing yards. No, I don't see it happening because of his ability to scramble and his ability to make plays in the open field when that happens, but 4,500 passing yards with what they got going on with Zay Flowers, OBJ, and just kind of making stuff work. They lost J.K. Dobbins, but you know what? 
he is their running back two, essentially. So now he's the running back one. And I don't think he's going to be able to throw as much as he wanted to, but 4,500 plus yards, I feel safe on this. And I'm, and I'm chalking it down for my fifth investment. That is a, uh, that is a very well, very conservative, uh, great final investment there. Um, very, very, I like that. After some hot takes, comes back with a calm, collected, <laughs> medium take. I like that. Medium take. Medium yes. take. Um, that was, I, I, I definitely see that as a realm of possibility. Um, so that concludes our first segment of buy, sell. This will evolve over time. We will have trades. We will have sells. We will have hot takes. I mean, you know, the chances to just call people out, um, you know, and, and, and hopefully over time it won't be, it'll be less of like a, a straight segment where we sit here and buy things and more like just integrated into the show. Um, so send in suggestions, you guys, um, and how we can evolve this, but we're very excited about it. We think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so that's going to take us, uh, we're, we're, let's dive in a little bit to recap some of the week two games from yesterday. Um, and I want to start off with kind of what I expected to be an offensive shootout slightly that turned into a real defensive thriller um, down in Jacksonville, hot game, um, 17 to nine, I believe was the final, if I remember nine. correctly. Um, Chiefs and Jaguars, uh, whoever wants to take the floor first, talk about this game, um, go ahead and what your takeaways were. Jake, what are you thinking, man? So I got to be honest, uh, I was not expecting this to happen, and I was not expecting an offensive lineman, number one, to get a touch, let alone a catch before Travis Kelsey. Um, so I think it was a well-constructed performance on both ends defensively. Um, do I have a little nervousness in the offensive output with the Chiefs? Maybe. They were out Travis Kelsey against the Lions, so I don't really count that Lions win as a win. We're going to chalk that up as luck because they were missing Chris Jones and Kelsey. So now that they have their guys back, um, it was a hot game. It's KC. It's not usually that hot and humid. It is hot and humid down there, but not that, not like that. So I do believe that offensively they may have been a little gassed. And Chris Jones got the bag. He deserves it because that defense with him is a top 12 defense, not a bottom-tier defense um, like they were against what I think was the Lions win. I would, I would so honestly go farther than that. My takeaway from this game is that this Chiefs – defense is freaking legit they have hit on some draft picks uh i mean i thought that they looked all right better way better than i expected against the lions uh and then to come in and hold obviously you guys know how i feel about the jaguars uh and how i feel about their offense specifically but to hold them to nine points i mean their red zone defense was incredible um and now they got chris jones back that's my takeaway here um is it's not like anti-jags it's not anti-chiefs offense it's just like Pro Chiefs defense, man. This is a little bit scary in terms of like repeating as champions or whatever for the rest of the league because they look legit. They have stifled two really high-powered offenses two weeks in a row to 20 points and under 21. I think the Lions had, sorry, but um, so I know they're one and one, but man, the defense, it's just not what the Chiefs have been known for, especially last year. Um, and not really since you know, like Tyron Matthew and that defense left, and they look really good. Um, through two and to years. piggyback off of that is the Chiefs defense only did allow 14 points against the Lions because they got that pick yeah, six. So that's, that's true. I, yep, 
it's what 14 to nine in their first two outputs. So they've been playing lights out. Yeah. That's, and it's like, like I said, it's not like they're playing, you know, the Panthers offense or somebody who has a young QB or something like the Lions offense was one of the most explosive in the league last year. And the Jaguars is one of the most high upside offenses of this year. Like these are two really highly, you know, highly respected offenses and playoff contenders because of their offenses too. Like, so yeah, I, that's how I feel. How about you, Chen? Oh, no, I'd probably just mirror on everything you guys said. I don't really have anything. Like, the only thing I could maybe take away from this is, like, Jaguars offensively could get better. But, like, this is a new offense. I mean, you're, you're trying to incorporate Calvin Ridley, who has a year off football, as good as he is. I, I didn't expect them to be, like, smooth sailing right out of the gate. So, it's a little, like, concerning, but that's a Super Bowl change. So, I'm not going to raise, like, any red flags or worries right now. My only concern with Jacksonville's offense is they really struggled to run the ball, um, which they haven't in the past. Um, they've always been a pass first team, in my opinion. But ETN with 12 carries for 40 yards, uh, and then Lawrence was their second leading rusher with five carries for 26. Like, you're going to need more than 60 rushing yards to win, you know, games against good teams, especially games against great defenses. Um, it was very obvious their plan was to take Ridley out of it, and because of that. Kirk had, a, you know, 110 yards on 11 catches. Ingram had 50 yards on six catches. Uh, and then Ridley did have a lot of targets, and it's just one of those things where they couldn't connect. Um, but, yeah, concerned about the Jaguars' run game because I think that's what hindered them in the red zone um, and why they couldn't get a lot of those drives done. But not definitely not pressing the panic button, as we always say. All right. Fair, fair take, man. Fair take, fair take yeah. I kind of um, think we're all in agreement here that Chiefs look good defensively. Are they yeah. my my only difference between you guys is they could be a little stifled on offense. I think Travis Kelsey may have a year behind him um this season. I think this year is gonna be definitely something unlike his usual performances. So I do think the Chiefs without that star wide out, and I think Travis Kelsey maybe coming back just a notch, even though him back a notch is still a Hall of Fame tight end. And I think tight end two in the league right now. Um, I do think <laughs> TJ, I do think TJ Hawkinson is taking that realm. Um, if he continues to perform well as tight end one, and that's unbiased can't in that opinion. Can't argue with the output this week. Like, yeah, you really can't. It's true. It's um, true. It's not a horrible take. I am a little concerned about the Chiefs receiver room. I mean, everybody was concerned about it after week one, and it was obvious, but like the room is not built to, like, the room is built to be built around Travis Kelsey. And that's why, like, I feel like I felt like some of the week one takes were overreactions um, that I saw a lot on Twitter and stuff. And I feel like if they're going to continue to struggle to pass the ball, I'm going to be concerned. But outside of that, I'm not pressing the panic button either on them. So. Yeah. Chiefs um, still good at football. Yeah. Well, what and I will you? apologize if you guys hear the humming in the background. That is the HOA doing the lawn. So yeah, we can't we can't hear it. So you're all, all good. right. Yeah. <laughs> you're all good. Uh, <laughs> let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little interesting game here. Um, and I, I'm going to leave this off because I have the Giants in the Super Bowl. <laughs> For those that <laughs> listen to our preseason podcast. <laughs> Uh, it was good to see them show up for the season after six weeks of football or six quarters of football, man. 
Um, I don't know what is up with my Super Bowl picks being absolutely cursed. Obviously, we talked about week one. Um, but here's how I feel. Here's where I'm at with the Giants right now. Is um, It's just one of those things where they looked so freaking good in the second half. Daniel Jones just flipped this switch to somehow save a game that was horrible. He looked horrible. He looked horrible for six quarters. Turns it on. Throws for 320. Two touchdowns. Had the interception in the first half. He also rushed for 60 yards and a touchdown. Um, they play who they play. They play somebody really good on. Oh yeah, they play the 49ers on Thursday night football this week. They're going to be one and two, especially because it looks like Saquon has an ankle sprain and he's going to be out for sure this week. Um, but not pressing the panic button on my takes. This is precisely why. This is precisely how the Gi- I expected the Giants to be. Middle of the pack, losing games they should look better in, winning winning games they looked worse in, um, sneaking into the playoffs, and then going on a Giants style Super Bowl you know run. Um, so. What are your guys' thoughts? I'm sure you guys think they're way worse than I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have some thoughts. Yeah, yeah you go <laughs> ahead. You sound more excited than I do on this one. <laughs> oh, listen. I, I, I mean no disrespect. <laughs> from my eyes. But some, some is coming here. Some is um, coming. Yeah. From my eyes, I in, in the beginning when you brought up Giants-Bengals Super Bowl, my initial takeaway oh, was – all right, you know, they, they got a really good coaching. They kept their group. Um, you know, maybe they, they make the loop, right? Maybe Danny Jones gets better. But in my gut, their big move of the offseason was overpaying Daniel Jones. And you barely get back Saquon, who actually is your offense and is already getting hurt again. And I, just, I love the coaching. I really do. But this team didn't get better. They didn't change. They didn't – whatever they did last year. Hey, they won a playoff game last year, man. (laughs) And they got destroyed by the Eagles. Like, I I can tip my hat to the the Brian Dables, those coaches, the Wink Martindale on defense. Like, they find a way to make that group work. But, like, when you watch it on TV, man, and those days – like, again, you see it in the second half, right? Like, good coaches adjust in the second half. Clearly, John and Gannon got out coached on the Cardinals. But, like, they're going to struggle, I think, all year of getting just punched in the mouth out of the gate because they're not good. Like, when I look at their roster, I don't think it's a good roster. And so, to me, the Screams 9-8 football team, yeah, they might get into the playoffs again, but I just don't see a way that they can get to that jump of, like, actually contending with the teams that are going to be in the end, in my opinion, like Philly, San Fran, initially like in the Cowboys, I guess, but um, that that's my take on the whole thing is I just don't love what I see from the Giants roster. I saw no improvement. Even Darren Waller, you bring him in, the guy's a nerve issue in his hamstring. Like this team just can't move that needle as much as I think they need to. Yep. I think that's fair. I mean, a lot of my that's original fair. take, a lot of my original take on Giants in the Super Bowl was predicated on, a lack of belief in my end on the Eagles and the 49ers. And the Eagles have actually played not great football in their 2-0. 49ers, on the other hand, I, I, will, I will already admit I was wrong on that one, although that was based on the injury bug, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, I, I think that if Daniel Jones can play like he did in the second half for a season, which is a tall task for him. Uh, he can't. That's the yeah. problem. <laughs> um 
if he can find a way to do that, then this team, I think the sky's the limit. But I do agree that like it, it was, it's a hot take. Like it's, it's a hot take. <laughs> the bot's cooking, man. And I, I know you're not panicking yet, but don't be oh, the frog. No. Here's that the water yeah. starts boiling. <laughs> just sit it and boil. All right, just like, get out now. Just I, get out I, now. Just you can. I'm just you can, saying, you can burn say, the take down and you can change it. At up. halftime, I was I was jumping around from lily pad <laughs> to lily pad trying to figure out how to get off the pond, man. But <laughs> uh, but then the water cooled down a little bit, and it was actually quite refreshing to uh, you know take a nice swim um, as the frog in the pot, but. You think so? <laughs> Scraping by the Cardinals? That's, hey, man. Hey. I'm still concerned after that if I'm really high on the team, personally. <laughs> Josh Dobbs? Look, look, Oof. dude, they scored. Where's the box score? <laughs> they didn't score a point in six quarters of football to start their season. Yeah. They scored 31 in the second half. So, Very good. Know, we are tentatively building plan Bs. Uh, we'll say that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I got it. Well, when I was when I was looking at these scores, I saw two things. I saw the first half. This is the most Daniel Jones Giants thing I could ever have seen in my life. And then when I come back later and I look at the second half, I go, "This is the most Arizona Cardinals thing I have actually <laughs> ever seen in my entire life." How they did this, I don't get it. To not score enough to beat. A team that you put down twenty one was it twenty one to nothing or twenty to nothing? Twenty. It was it twenty was to nothing. Scores for sure. Twenty at half. I mean, yeah. I honestly just have no other thing to say, but it was just two really terrible football teams playing football <laughs> on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. These two teams are both, in my opinion, going to be stuck at the bottom of the NFC. I was livid when Daniel Jones got the contract. I'm still livid now. He had 15 touchdowns to five interceptions. And he allegedly, and I repeat, allegedly <laughs> beat the Vikings in that playoff game. That is not alleged, okay. my friend. That is not allegedly, allegedly beat that the is, Vikings that is in that playoff game. And it happened. So the fact that we're even sitting here thinking Giants are a Super Bowl contender and we're still riding on this take is, I think, blasphemy to all football. Um, it's not even fair. The the commanders had a similar output. They did a good job. And I do think the commanders are, have a better head coach than Brian Dayball because he's been around longer at this position at a head coach. So I I am, I'm going to poo poo on your giants. They aren't (laughs) winning the division. They aren't getting number two in the division. They for sure as heck aren't getting three. In I the will division. gladly purchase any stock that you're willing to sell on the Giants. Uh, uh, you can, but you can take it all, man. I'm giving away it for free. It, I will. I, just I will give you yeah, like, all future stock. The only stock that I'll buy is the. I am shorting the Giants. I am putting a big <laughs> short on the Giants. They will go on a six-game losing streak. I don't even know who they play. I have no faith. That's fair. Terrible. Just two terrible football teams playing terrible football. You have <laughs> Josh Dobbs versus Daniel Jones. Yeah. If this was – this is like a Madden where you sim like 10 seasons and like this is what happens. All right? Like that's not a starting quarterback matchup that we're used to seeing. 
<laughs> Nor you know should what the we. The best part about that analogy is, is it happened. Yeah, is I was in a freaking franchise with Christian on like Madden 17, and we were simming through, and Josh Dobbs won me a Super Bowl. <laughs> Pretty sure it was against Jay Cutler when he was like 35, too. Yeah. <laughs> I will add just to more to the fire, more to the pot, man. The Cardinals were probably trying to lose. And the Giants just won by three. Like, I, I, 31 and a half is impressive. Like, is it impressive when the Cardinals are trying to hey, punt? Like, that would be, they, they should be hired by Hollywood, man. <laughs> they took a 20 to 0 lead just to make it look like they weren't tanking. <laughs> that would be style quite points. the conspiracy. Right, yeah, we, we let's, can let's give this less we conversation. Let's on. move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's go to Detroit and Seattle. Um, where for whatever reason, man, the Lions really are failing to they, they, the the Seahawks they just got their Gino. number, man. The Seahawks just got that number. Man. What's that mean? It was like we cannot beat oh, this team. That is how the Gino. Lions are with Seattle. Uh, and I, I, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, I'm loving it. This is how I felt for the longest time when it was the Russell Wilson Seahawks versus the Vikings. For that stretch time, essentially from that playoff game where we lost by that Blair Walsh botched field goal, we couldn't beat the Seahawks. Alleged playoff loss. You're right. (laughs) Correct. Um, We're just calling um, factual things alleged now. (laughs) Better call Saul. Jake's going to bring out a lawyer to prove why the Vikings actually won the playoff game against the Giants. We'll get to where I feel on the Vikings here after this take, but we're allegedly 0-2. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> Seahawks-Lions. It's, it's nice for me to see that this team is picking on another team from here on out. And to be honest, I used to love the Lions. And this is ironic. I'm wearing Lions blue. There's no correlation to that. Um, <laughs> but the Lions were overhyped going into the season. Now, I'm not saying they're a bad team, but to have them, and it looks like it now, but have them over the Vikings who won the division last year to me was a little bit of a wrench in my whole liking the Lions. I used to feel for them. Now they're my mortal enemy. Uh, so that's where I feel on this. But yeah, the Seahawks, they bounce back. They get the win. Um, I had no I had no problem with um, how they played in the first game. It's the first game, you know, you have you have bad games to get it out right away. I still feel that Geno and the Seahawks have a chance to get number two in this division. I don't think the Rams are going to hold sustainability um, all season. Um from what I remember, they lost last the Seahawks week. Seahawks are actually my division winner, so. Oh, boy. <laughs> What's with you with blue teams? Colts, Giants, <laughs> Seahawks? I don't know, man. That's a Come good on, point. man. I got the Jaguars up there, so. You know. Oh, jeez. Um, hey, right, I, actually, I actually have an educated opinion about this game and why I think this <laughs> why this was actually a seriously big loss for Detroit. Um, yeah. Ooh. This game signified last year the massive problem in Detroit was that they could score 40-something points against anybody and have um, 500 yards offense, however, have a great offensive day and still lose games. 
And I feel like going into this game, this was a huge chance for them coming off of a huge win in Kansas City. This was a huge chance for them to prove that what they did in the offseason and the picks they've made, bringing in C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Aiden Hutchinson's development, to prove that their defense had taken a step forward and they were addressing the issues that held them back last year. Uh, and I felt like this was a very, especially the Seahawks, the Seahawks coming off of a loss. I felt like this was like low key playoff implication week two game that uh, we're going to look back on kind of like we look back on last year's Seahawks Lions matchup. Um, and we're going to say, wow, that actually was symbolic for how the Lions season played out. Uh, and that's why I thought this game was a big deal. And what showed was that the Lions are the same team as last year. Like that, that's my takeaways. Like what has, what has fundamentally changed about this team? They're still going to give up 37 points to Geno Smith. They Sure, they can go into Kansas City and beat them without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, but I think we can all agree if those guys are healthy, they're 0-2 right now. And then it's like all this all this hype, Vegas favorite odds to win the division, and I don't think the team has changed that much. The defense is maybe slightly improved. Sorry, they gave up 37 points instead of 45. Like, I, it, it's, I'm not going to like – panic on the lions because i think this division is literally anybody's game except the chicago bears the bears um ugh. but yeah. i will say like i'm i would much rather i would way further way sooner buy stock in the packers or the vikings winning this division than the lions right now like it, it, there's just not improvement there and the lions had wins last year that i just don't think are going to be sustainable again um and i to make the playoffs and win this division yeah. I said this before the season started that I don't think the Lions are going to even be number two in this division. I think it's still Vikings Packers, um, regardless of Aaron Rodgers being gone or not. I think you guys have the defense for it. I think you guys have the young enough offensive stars to make things happen. Um, Plus, Matt LaFleur is still a great head coach in this league. Um, Again, I don't think last year's Packers – was because of the coaching staff. I think it, last year's Packers was because Aaron Rodgers wasn't there all offseason, got there before the season started. And as we saw, you guys came alive at the end of the season and actually made some shit happen. Um, excuse my language, but that's what happened. Um, and if you guys had that whole offseason to work with Christian Watson, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, you guys probably would have had 11, 12 wins. And it would have been a vikings classic vikings packers who wins this last matchup who gets the division win kind of a season but aaron Rodgers got in his own head and that's what happened so i think if love plays to what your guys's scheme is yeah i don't think the lions have a shot personally to make top two in this division i think yeah, it's I mean, still lions vikings packers. The, the lions swept the packers i don't foresee that happening like there i just no. i don't I don't foresee that happening. Um, and that's two wins off of their nine last year. That like, okay, now there's like, you know, that puts the Packers ahead of them. And they head. beat and they swept the Bears, but that again, I see that happening. I don't see yeah, the Bears do, winning a yeah. game this season. Yeah. Anyway. Let's talk about shorting a stock, man. Holy crap. <laughs> no need to short real, real quick. The though, stock's real, already low. Real quick on the lines, you know, outside of let's take away the the, uh, the defensive woes, okay? Great head coach, relatively the same team, showing the same issues as last year. I mean, it kind of sounds like the Giants, except the Giants 
actually like just played worse essentially so it's funny that you like kind of feel what you do about the lions and just don't see it with the giants yet but i'm sure you will i'm sure you totally will but the thing with the giants here so i don't define yeah the thing between i'll i'll speak for you the thing between the giants and the lions is the lions actually have weapons on this team they actually have guys guys the giants won a playoff game last year it wasn't a legend it actually happened like, this is – come on. The leap for me to say that the Giants are going to go to the Super Bowl was two games, not five. Like, it's – Saul Goodman. I don't remember that happening. But, again, it's whatever you guys say. It's two to one on this conversation. But <laughs> Bear it up. Bear it up. All right. You know what? I'm tired of dancing around the subject, man. You're starting to rub me a little bit the wrong way. Let's talk about some good old Thursday night football. Vikings. Woo! <laughs> all right all right oh, no. oh and two uh i'll start us off here i'm the only vikings fan in the room we're oh and two allegedly oh and two <laughs> we are the first two and oh this is this is like when lebron fans go through his legacy and they're like lebron if it weren't for all these finals losses that just happened like this is like or when those allegedly creators are like, if he didn't score touchdowns, he wouldn't score points. Allegedly, we're zero two. We're the only team in NFL history to, to be a two and zero football team to start zero and two. Um, what what is happening this season? Um, is that we're we're turning the ball over? Um, I'll bring it back down to reality. Um, as much as I would love us to have beaten the Bucks forty to nothing. Um, like I predicted before the game started, um, it didn't happen. I was at work at Shields selling people clothes and checking my work phone and seeing the final score of 20 to 17. It made me cry a little bit. Um, didn't want to be at work. Didn't want to finish the day. And then Thursday night football. We're hyped. We're excited. It's prime time football. What do we do? Well, we have Kirk on our team. And regardless of how good he plays, primetime always bites us in the butt. Uh, but the biggest takeaway is turnovers, like I was saying. To have six turnovers in the first two halves of the first two games this season, it, it's unacceptable. Um, and that's where I do kind of flip the script, where we could be 2-0 and in leading this division right now. But we're fumbling the ball. We're throwing interceptions at the one yard line. And that needs to that needs to wake that needs to change. I mean, our O line, we're down we're down to our third string left tackle um, against the Eagles. Um, Ed Ingram was a second round pick. Should have went undrafted and actually should be working at the foot locker right now, now <laughs> playing football. Um, <laughs> it, it's an honest, it's an honest to God uh, disgrace at what we didn't do this offseason. <laughs> Not addressing. <laughs> <laughs> not addressing the O-line punching balls out of our quarterback's hand stepping on our quarterback's foot and then the other mistakes Throwing the I kind of think that has back to, to the end zone just the end fun. zone yeah. just for funsies <laughs> like the whole the whole thing I I it's it's a disappointment but you know that's the bane of my existence is disappointment that's what it's like to wear purple every Sunday is to expect Ooh. everything but to understand that everything will crumble. Um, we had a great game plan in the first half. We totally 
put Jalen Hurts in his place defensively, pressured him almost what looked like every play. Brian Flores did a great job, but our D-line is still where our D-line is, where it was I last would, year. I would, like to, I would like to push back on the idea that the Vikings defense played well on Thursday. He played well on the pa- in the past game. In the box Defensively, game? Eagles game. Oh, pass pass game okay so yeah, you can you can pass. hey man you can defend the pass all you want when DeAndre hey they had they had two like big plays 75 yards 250 whatever yards rushing you know it's unacceptable it's unacceptable to allow that much on the ground in a singular game is beyond me i don't get it I never will understand it it was the most painful thing to watch deandre swift get five, six yards carry, every carry. And it was just, yeah, when we talk about bleeding purple, yeah, we were literally bleeding purple. It was, it was, it was depressing. Uh, I've never been more upset with more hype. And then again, Justin Jefferson, maybe there's a reason why he didn't sign that contract. It's because he knows what this team is and who knows what, what the future is. Who knows? Kirk who knows? Free agent. After the season, I believe. Yep. Kirk is? Yep. I believe so. Uh, We could talk more about that later. But my biggest takeaway from this game is kind of what I already said. Two things. One is the Vikings run defense. If they're not – dude, every team in the league is going to kick their butt if they're going to give up 250 Mm -hmm. rushing yards. Every team in the league can do that if they're going to give it to them. So it's it's a problem. The other thing is, like you said, freakish turnovers. I mean, five turnovers – five fumbles like you know it's not even like it's like all on the quarterback throwing interceptions five fumbles um and once again i'm gonna come to kirk cousins defense here this was not his fault i mean sacked in the pocket and fumble like sure you should hold on to the ball but it's not like he's throwing picks away he's throwing for 370 yards and four touchdowns lighten it up in the second half the only reason they're even in the game uh and the reality is this is the vikings won 13 games last year 11-0 Eleven and zero in the regular season, one score games. Well, we are seeing they're now zero and two. We're just seeing a regression to the mean. Like it's it's statistics uh, and it's probability. Like you you just that's not sustainable. And I think last year with this squad was there. We'll see how the year goes plays out because, like I said, the division's wide open. I don't think their season. There's some zero and two teams. I think their season is over. The Vikings are not one of those teams because um, we've seen what they're capable of last year and i just think that this team if they can find a way to just claw out these close games they can make the playoffs again they're gonna have to figure out how to protect the football and they're gonna have to figure out and solve their alexander madison problem because eight oh, that's 28 yards and however many fumbles is not sustainable either like that is my biggest takeaway from the offseason is that regardless of the price tag on Delvin, yes, he's not having a great start, but he's on the jet. He's on the Jets, and the Jets were getting blown out, so he's not going to have a great performance. He only had 33 yards and a fumble last week. But if Delvin is on this team, we're running the ball better. We're not fumbling the ball. We're moving the ball more, getting more than 25, 30 yards rushing from your running back. Um, and that's where I don't think – we're going to have any success unless we, like you said, fix that. I don't think Madison is the lead back. I think you got to go out and reach, grab a guy like Kareem Hunt, who's still out there, put him in the backfield. Oh, yeah. 
That's a good split idea. some carries, figure it out, do something. And my the honestly the best part about this game, it was on a Thursday. We have ten days. We're back at home. We play the 0-2 Chargers. And if we want to segue into the next segment on what is there to watch next week, it's the two 0-2 teams, Chargers have, and Vikings. Who I have that written down who, as well. Who wins this game will decide if their season's a blunder or not a blunder. And I feel bad for the Chargers because you're going into the hardest place to play. Um, and that's U.S. Bank Stadium. That's Minnesota. Allegedly. It is the loudest. It No, in the last <laughs> – in all of history, the Minnesota Vikings have the number one home play – or the they home win a, record. They do have a good home field advantage, just not against Daniel Jones and the Giants. But Not against Daniel Jones and the alleged Giants. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I – I think this 10 game, this 10 day stretch going into week three is the best thing for us. It allows us to make moves if we're going to make them. We did restructure Brian O'Neill's contract to allow another 9 million in cap space for the season. Um, so, what they're going to do with that, if that's signed Dalton Reisner, get another running back, whatever that may be, we got it. So, we have 10 days to make it happen. It's Monday night. So, we can we can make a lot of no, moves. I, I think that week. I think the Kareem Hunt idea is, is perfect. It, it, at the very least, you need a second. He's not a he's very clearly not a bell cow back, and you need some sort of committee to just mix it up and give this guy because he had success as the number two. Like it's not like Alexander Madison is some horrible running back. He's just not a. It's very clear he's not a. He's not a number back. one. Yeah, nope. and so that, that problem's got to be solved. That and not giving up two hundred yards rushing. Um, final week two game i kind of want to briefly touch on before we pivot to talking about week three um and this kind of grows off of our week one we missed we didn't get to talk about monday night football that much with josh allen's poor performance um how do we feel about his bounce back game here um against the raiders geez i'm blanking um three picks in week one and he returned to form uh, this week with over 300 yards and I believe three touchdowns. I can verify that. So it's not alleged, but um, go ahead. Let's say normal Monday. It's what Josh Allen does. No, he does this a lot. It's we saw in he the does playoffs, this. He hits a cliff and then we're like, Jesus guys, Mahomes. And uh, yeah, I, this might have been because we even said on the podcast. I know you said on the podcast last week of just like he's gonna bounce back and have three touchdowns. Like it was one of the more predictable things for me of the day. Here's what here's what really stuck out to me about the Bills offense uh yesterday. James, James Cook, Cook, 17 carries for 120 yards. That's new, man. And that's what that they've been new. missing that for so long. That is what they've been missing for so long. And if that is something that they can continue to replicate, uh, dude, they look out because this is precisely what they need. That and they held the Raiders offense to 10 points. I know that's not very hard to do. Well, it's Raiders offense, but it's Raiders offense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I talking about head coaches. I don't know how that guy is still a, in this league right dude, now. Dude, why didn't I buy stock in that? It's like, ah, that should have been my first purchase. next week. Next week, I'm shorting Josh McDaniels. <laughs> oh man, that's a running joke on this pod. But uh, yeah, 
Uh, I think if the Bills can continue to run the ball dominantly like they did, let me see how many uh, Josh Josh Allen didn't even have to do it. He had three carries for seven yards. That's usually his. It's usually like RB one. Um, they've got you know Latavius Murray twenty yards, Damian Harris thirty yards, James Cook one hundred and twenty three yards. That's really good. Like uh, that is gonna that'll win them some cold football games in Buffalo come January. Like that is I know Tavius Murray was still in the league. Yeah, man. That's, <laughs> that's... <laughs> they debuted in like what well, was like 2014 after oh. football at the Raiders. Yeah. I don't even remember that. Around. Sorry. That He's been hey man. I love it. Latavius Murray was on the Vikings. Every time he got a touchdown, he put the T up. Yeah, he's yeah. good. I mean, he's good. He's good. He's still good. Like, I thought he was old for running back, but kudos to Tavius, man. Well, sorry. Yeah. That was really sad. Journeyman. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's, before we wrap this up, we'll, we'll move into our week two, uh, just a quick recap of our week two picks, uh, and then move into our week three game selections. Um, right now, I'm nine and five. Chen is eight and six. We, I have Saints and Browns tonight, and you have Saints and Steelers. Um, so mm-hmm. we could end up in a tie here, depending on how the Browns. Every week. It's Every it's, week. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, 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 it's truly. Is incredible. this scripted? Are we scripting this? Is this part of the NFL script? <laughs> I do want to add a. Uh, I do want to add a note that I actually gave Chen the chance at like eleven thirty on Sunday to change his Cowboys Jets game pick because we had both picked the Jets before Monday Night Football from Week One, uh, and I was like, "Oh, well, we'll, we'll give a chance because we made the pick so early." And then Rogers got hurt. I was like, "Oh, I'll let him change it to the Cowboys. I'm going to change mine." And he goes. Nah, you can change yours. I'm riding with Zach Wilson today. <laughs> I just, how did that work I out for you? I just woke man? up that morning, man. I felt it in the air. I was like, you maybe f- it's his day. We were you felt the Milf Hunter thought he could come back through and get us another. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nah, nah, it was really, it was honestly, it was a typical Zach Wilson performance. I, I don't know why some things don't shock me um, anymore, like that. Why I said that, I don't know. I even sent a meme of Zach Wilson prettying. Like, I, I was very confident he was going to have a day. And I just watched him play football again. I was like, all right, dude, Mike, what was I thinking? But it's fine. It's fine. I'll eat that one for sure. I actually gave me a soft note on that game. I was more worried with the Jets' defense than I was with Zach Wilson's offense. Like, we got what we expected out of one of those units and not what I expected out of the other. Um, yeah. Yep, they really think... screwed me in fantasy. Negative one points. Big oh. turnaround from last week. There Big was a turnaround. lot of negative defenses in fantasy. Now I'm thinking about it. There's a t- who got negative six. There's somebody that got negative six this week. Oh gosh, probably the Raiders. Yeah, probably the Raiders. It, it was. I think it was the Raiders. It was totally Raiders. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's your fault if you're starting defense. the Raiders defense, man. Defense. Like, if you're playing, yeah, the Raiders, yeah. Yeah. it's got to be a 16 man league. We're doing anything like that. <laughs> Or just Luke Dearlum. Shout out my boys. Yeah. <laughs> Go on me Raiders fans. Like that's uh, uh, wow. All right, let's let's pivot to week three. Um and, and just kind of go rapid fire, pick your games. You got we'll say like one sentence, one to two sentences to explain uh why you've got your take. Uh Giants 49ers on Thursday night. I'm taking the 49ers. Yeah, like I that I don't need to explain anymore. I'm trying to do any of us? Yeah, I did. It's all <laughs> Niners, man. It's yeah. Niners. Um, Niners all the way. All right, here's a here's an interesting one though. Moving into Sunday, 
I'll leave the floor to you, Jake, to go first. Falcons in Detroit. Ooh, I'm actually going to take the Falcons. Nothing against the Lions in this one, but I think Arthur Smith's run game is more elite. Than we're giving it credit for. It's fun to it's fun to see some old school football. Um, I'm taking the Falcons here versus the Lions. Yeah, don't be started when the Falcons start like six and zero. I'm taking the Falcons as well. I think this is actually a very good football team. Yeah, ditto, man. Uh, I I just don't. The Lions are just hard for me to pick. I don't know what it is about them, but they're just hard That's for good. me to get behind. Um, I'm tempted to do it just to be different, but I'm going to stick with my original pick of the Falcons. Uh, Chargers at Vikings. Jake, I don't really need to ask. Uh, Christian, where are you at? Vikings, I just don't like. Honestly, Jake mentioned they could realistically be two and zero if they just didn't turn the ball over. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been playing phenomenal. Uh, maybe take a step back, but the game isn't on prime time, so uh, I'm going to take the Vikings. I'm taking the Chargers here. I had them down, so I'm not just being different. <laughs> Got to ride with them. Uh, yeah, I got to ride with them. <laughs> Feel bad for it's you. Painful. This is a 50-50 game for me, honestly. In Minnesota, I would normally go Vikings, but um, I just think that, man, the Vikings run defense is so concerning to me. When you play a team that has a solid running back and a decent running game like Austin Eckler, it's not the Eagles' run game, but uh, it is it is a concern. The Vikings' defense as a whole is a concern for me. It's two pretty poor performances in a row. Um, and it's a high-powered offense. Say what you want. I'm not. I have Chargers defense concerns as well. So I think it's going to be a shootout, uh, and I'll take the Chargers not to go 0-3, but I won't be shocked. Uh, Saints in Lambeau. Christian, I don't really need to ask you, and I'm going to ride with you on that, but Chet, or Jake, who do you got? I'm riding with you guys. Uh, I'm taking the Packers dub on this as well. Nice. All right. Packers across the board. Texans at Jaguars. Uh, and you guys know where I'm at on the Jaguars, especially when they play the Texans. But does anybody, uh, does anybody have a debate here? Uh, no, because I'm pretty sure the Jags have physically destroyed the Texans year in and year out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Broncos at Dolphins. I know you talk. You, you made an investment. You put down some funds into into Russ's uh, Russ's restaurant. Are you willing to double down on? Not on their team. I actually, I, the defensively, I know against the Raiders, they were fine, but again, it's the Raiders. Uh, and the Commanders, I, I praised Eric the enemy, but like the Broncos had a really good defense last year. I think it's probably like it's there, but it's not like the strength of this team. It's not really Sean Payton does. Rolling with the Dolphins. Jake? Yeah, I'm taking the high powered offense in the Dolphins here, too. Uh, it's kind of a matchup for me here, 50 50. If Russ continues to play decently. Uh, it could switch up, but yeah, I'm taking Dolphins going into week three. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins as well. I, I'm high on Mike McDaniel. I just see no reason. Like the Broncos defense is just not what it was, like you said. Uh, and I just I just don't see a reason to pick against them for the time being. Um, <laughs> Titans going into Cleveland. I'm going to roll with the Browns. Jake, I know you're high on the Browns. interested to hear your pick for this. Um, but my reasoning is this is going to be like a really fast game. Everybody's going to be running the ball. And I just think the Browns defense is really like it's one of the better units in the league. And their run offense is one of the better units in the league. Um, and I just don't see the Browns losing this game at home. I am going to be a little on the upset side here. 
Um, I'm taking the Titans in this victory. Um, I do think that they have a shot here just to pull out a scrappy win because I do think it's going to be a run-heavy game. Uh, Titans have have this underdog mentality. They've won the most underdog games since 2018. I think they have a shot here. Uh, I'm not confident in this take, but I think the Titans eke out a win. Browns improve to two and one because I think they're getting that win tonight. John? Yeah, it's kind of. I wish I could see the Browns play tonight, um, but I really love what I saw against the Bengals. I know the Bengals didn't really impress anybody yesterday. I- I'll take the Browns again. All right, um, all right. Bill, the Commanders. Uh, I'm rolling Bills. Not really thinking twice. I want to think twice. This is. I'm with I'm with you, Caleb, on this one. I don't see any different outcome here. Because the Bills already lost their first game, it's hard for me to like pick another like surprise loss for them here. So I think I'm just have to hold the Bills. But I like the Commanders, man. I, I think right. they're they're gonna be good. Colts going into Baltimore. You guys are both talking about being I think we're all a little higher than we expect on the Colts, but uh, I'm pretty high on Baltimore right now, dude. They're yeah. looking like AFC front runners, in my opinion. So uh, anybody have a differing pick? I got nothing. Nope. Right. Uh, Patriots at Jets. I'm going to roll with Bill Belichick, just embarrassing Zach Wilson. That's kind of – that's – this would have yeah. been an interesting pick had the Rodgers injury not happened. But uh, anybody taking the Jets or no? I'm taking the – I'm checking the Jets. J-E-T-S. Ooh. Jets, 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 baby. Uh, I'm seeing a turnaround here on the defense. Um, I think it was a shock going into this week that they lost Rodgers, didn't really have a full-on game plan for Zach Wilson. Uh, now, I'm not saying Zach Wilson is going to even adhere to whatever game plan that they have for him because he is just that bad. Um, I think this defense ekes this out. I think you're going to have a good low-scoring game. Um, I do believe that Zach Wilson could find a way to lose this game for him, but I'm pulling out Sauce Gardner in this defense to get the win. I like the pick. I like the pick. Yeah, I Panthers. Yeah, I'm not getting baited into picking Zach Wilson, but I do respect. I I, if I do it two weeks in a row, I'll look like a stooge. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to go. No Jets this week. Uh, Carolina going into Seattle. I'm just not going to pick a rookie quarterback to win in yeah, Seattle. In okay. Seattle. Jeez, a lot of one-sided matchups in my opinion this week. Um, Bears at Chiefs. I'm not oh. – I'm picking Carolina. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you got to speak up. Oh, gosh. You guys just rolled through. Sorry. I was just writing it down here. Uh, yeah, I, I have uh, I have Carolina getting this dub here. I think this is going to be a kind of a good game here for our rookie quarterback over in Carolina. Bryce Young is going to have his rookie performance this week. If Jared Goff um, can put up that number, those numbers on this defense, I have a good feeling that our good young rookie quarterback can put up some defensive or some offensive numbers on this defense. He's got a couple of decent wide, wide outs. Um, the aforementioned Adam Thielen, who was allegedly a Carolina Panther. <laughs> um, he's got a good trustworthy veteran. So I I'm taking the Carolina Panthers in this, in this one. Got to respect it. Um, okay. Bears at chiefs. Please tell me you're not going to pick the upset on that one. Oh God, no. Okay. No. <laughs> I said it earlier. Yeah. I said it earlier. Yes, no, I have the Bears yes, going 0 and 17. I have them going <laughs> 0 and 17. 
Uh, Cowboys at Cardinals. We got Josh Dobbs upsetting the boys. Or I'm telling you, this is a we're gonna have some similar picks this week. I'm not taking that. Um, all right, Steelers at Raiders on Sunday Night Football. I'm rolling with Pittsburgh. I just don't oh see a reason to pick gosh. the Raiders. Like, I yeah, I refuse to pick them too. I'm not taking Josh Daniels. I'm sticking with the coach here on this one, and Mike Tomlin gets the victory. Yep. Yeah. Eagles at Bucks on Monday Night Football. I'm just not picking Baker Mayfield to upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, what is the state? Bro. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Not a lot of interesting games. Not going to lie. I, catch I again am picking the upset, boys. It's an upset week for me. Oh my the Bucks have looked good. The Bucks have. have looked good offensively. Yeah, they, have. they have looked good defensively. And Baker hasn't turned the ball over. And that was his issue over down in Carolina. So I am taking this team here. I, I honestly don't think the Eagles have played all that well, um, except, you know, allowing – or not allowing, amassing a total of over 200 rushing yards. But I think that's more us than them. So I am taking the Bucks here. It's probably your favorite upset pick, though. My favorite of your upset picks so far. Um, Monday Night Football, second game, Rams in Cincinnati. Uh, I will actually provide an explanation for this one because I actually think the Rams are on the uptrend. I would invest, but I'm not. Yeah, I didn't. I should have, but maybe next week. Um, I'm taking the Bengals, though. I think that they're going to build momentum off of finally finding their offense in the second half of that game. Like uh, Burrow didn't play any games in the preseason. They always they started 0 2 last year. Like I, I'm not concerned in the slightest about this team. I think they bounced back with a dominating performance against a shaky Rams defense who just gave up a lot of points to the 49ers. Um, so I'm, I'm rolling with Cincy. They lose this game, I'll start to hover my hand over that game. But... I have no rebuttal yeah, just, on this. Yeah, just for uh, my just – I think my own meme's sake, if the Bengals could get shut down early and the Giants and just eradicate Caleb Super Bowl fits, I would have to get on board with that. And the Bengals have not let me down. Every time I pick against them, they do lose. I mean, I'm up 2-0 on them this year, so I'm going to take the Rams as my upset of the week. <laughs> We're just going to hope the Bengals stumble their way to 0-3 somehow. But they made it to 0-2, so. <laughs> uh, no, no further comments. Um, all right. Three biggest things to watch in week three. Uh, Jake, I'll give you the floor first as we go to our closing segment. Yes, sir. Uh, the biggest thing I have this week to watch out for is Vikings Chargers. It's two high-powered offensive teams with some porous defenses. Now, I think Vikings eke out this win, but I do think this is going to be on everybody's mind this week because there are two teams with a decent one having a super high market, one having the best wide out in football. So there's stars left and right on these teams, and one I think it's just going to be star quarterbacks on both these teams. But you know, a star quarterback and then a C tier quarterback. But we'll <laughs> we'll figure out that for the listeners. Um, I think you got to put the points on the Vikings. Chargers defensively can't hang. Um, but, yeah, 0-2 on both sides. No one expected this to happen. And I'm excited to see how the outcome changes um, these team seasons. Because if either team loses, uh, barring a tie, which is unlikely, 
Um, this will decide, in my opinion, each team season. Um, if the Vikings get the win, I think they can change, turn it around. Chargers get the win, same thing. I think they can just turn around, ride the momentum. But if you start 0-3 in this league, your chances of getting anywhere are slim to none. So, I agree. The question I posed uh, as one of my biggest things to watch in Week Three is who has who would be a worse worse 0 and 3 start, the Vikings or the Chargers? Who would have a better I, chance of salvaging the season from 0 and 3? I still think the Vikings um, have the better chance of salvaging this, just because given the ability between Kirk and Jefferson, and then. The unmentioned uh, Jordan Addison, who was quietly having a really great start to his rookie season um, with a couple of touchdowns already and some big plays made. And I think getting him more incorporated into this offense is honestly going to change some things a bit. And again, needing a, needing a running back other than Madison. So if we can figure some things out, we have the better opportunity. Um, and I just do have them winning this game regardless. So. I will say yeah. this too. I know I picked the Chargers, but I won't be mad if that pick misses because 0 and 3, more likelihood that Brandon Staley gets fired. And that's what we're here for. Woo! Um, yeah. woo! So, um, Chen, big things to watch for in week three. Yeah, I think it's really going to be that Rams Bengals primetime game. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, harp on it too much more, but we just yep. talked about the 0 and 2. And if the Bengals drops 0-3, that'd be huge. Even if they do end up winning, it's going to be a very good game to watch in prime time. Definitely given our slate. Because not only the Rams look very good winning against Seattle in week one, but even last week, like Stafford threw 55 times. The Rams, I'm not saying it's like a good thing, but like he's there. Like Stafford, the guy they traded for, he isn't hurt anymore. He's back. And they were able to keep it close with the Niners, who I still think are like a, a really good, like they, they just have an insane roster right now. Um, so I think this is gonna be close. And that's why I really think Rams get pulled out. Open wow. wow. Open okay. We got two scary, you know, Chargers, Bengals, 0 3, or even yeah. Vikings. There's, there's always a couple teams. All my big things to watch are piggybacking off you guys. I wrote down, yep. quote, Same can thing the here. Bengals offense continue to build momentum after finally finding their stride uh, in the second half of that Ravens game? Uh, and and then, what I yeah. wrote, yeah, I wrote similar. Uh, will the Bengals – mine's not similar, but about them is will the Bengals make the playoffs? If they lose, I don't think they will. If they win, they have that shot. If they're 0-3 and the – they have a loss to the Browns and the Ravens. You could make a really strong case that they're out already. Like that is, you could make that case. I'm not going to count this team out because they're the king of, you know, mediocre 500 record in week nine and then never losing again. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, you know, you could make a case mathematically that it's way farther up the battle than they fought before uh, to come back to make the playoffs. So, yeah. Uh, my final big thing to watch in this week, can the Jets' defense bounce back? This is supposed to be a top-two unit. They got shredded this week, um, and that team is in complete disarray. I guarantee the locker room thinks that – half the locker room thinks that they should roll and try and find somebody who's free agency to salvage this season. Feels like front office is just saying Zach's our guy. In my opinion, I think they should at least sign somebody like – even if they're not going to play, sign somebody now. Yeah. yeah, sign somebody now. Did you like 
three weeks to learn the offense and then just like figure it out. Like even Flacco at this point would be better because you'd be getting the ball to your better offensive weapons. Like they, they Brees Hall was horrible last night uh, and could not get, or could not get anything going. They get nine yards rushing. If they can't get that going. It doesn't matter how many points their defense gives up. Cause it's must it's yep. zero. They're not winning games. Like, so yeah. Jets defense, a lot of pressure on yeah. them. They're good. If they have and any I, chance, it's not. But go ahead, Jake. Yeah, and I noticed that – I don't know if you guys saw this, but RG3 low-key just pitched himself uh, to the to the Jets' head head office. So the, other people think it, and I think they're thinking it in the back of their minds, but why go pay a guy when you just paid a guy? So I think that's kind of where their mind is. Um, and there's been some – talk i don't think it's really that large but what if the vikings lose this game this weekend and we are not on a trajectory that we thought we were going to be do the vikings and kirk waive that no trade clause no that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard and send kirk explain this to me please explain this to me why would kirk cousins waive his no trade clause to go play for a team that he has 15 games guaranteed He's going to be the backup next year for Aaron Rodgers, unless he's going to go into free agency. He's not, well, he be would be a free agent. For him. Be yeah, he, would be a free, he would be a free agent. It would be like a rental. Regardless. Floor. That would be yeah. horrible. Yeah, really any team that gets him. There's no incentive for him at all to waive his no trade clause. He's going to get thrown into the fire on a horrible team that's going to be, he's going to be fighting uphill rather than be where he's been and just have the record he has. And he's losing I Justin mean, Jefferson to throw to. Like, I, I mean, I think – I don't think it's a worse incentive. I don't the Super think Bowl. it's a worse offense. I don't yeah, think it's a worse you. defense by any means. By, that's, by God, it's not a worse defense. I think if you put Kirk in that offense, he gets it to Garrett Wilson. He They hand the ball off. He plays that play action better than anybody. And that defense with yeah, but you're asking a, competent... a guy, you're asking a guy mid-season to do this. But you're also you're also asking a franchise if he somehow agrees to this to bet a super an opportunity of winning playoff games, a desperate, probably the most desperate franchise we've ever seen. They're gonna say yes. So, but my question is this: Let's say he does go do it. Then what do the Jets do? You're gonna want if he let's he takes him to the NFC AFC Championship. He takes him to the Super Bowl. What do you do then? You re-sign Kirk Cousins or do you go with Aaron Rodgers? Like, I think that's you play ball. You, you play ball at the end of the season when it comes to that. I mean, do you, would you would you rather have a, a possible shot at the Super Bowl and then worry about your quarterback issue at the end of the season? I, I just, mean, I would I have. That, I would like that. Real. I would love that. I would love that. I oh, think the man. Jets need to sign a quarterback. I just think that trading away assets to go get Kirk Cousins on a one-year rental is not – there's no long-term benefit. But if you believe gonna, you could get a chip out of it because that's what the they The guy's going to play what? Out of Rodgers. 11 games for him? Like, yeah, it's one thing when you sign Rodgers in the offseason, you make that move and go all in on him, and then he's with you for the OTAs and camp and knows your system. There's like no Kirk's gonna show up. It's gonna take him a month to be comfortable in that offense. Like, he'd be much better off signing a guy who is just you know gonna be more. Who do you sign? Who do you sign? Who do you sign? You don't sign Joe Flacco. Matt Ryan. You don't. Carson Wentz. Like, um, there was somebody else. Somebody threw out. I thought was a decent suggestion. I can't recall. 
Joe Flacco is not. I'm just saying, bring somebody in to put in the game when Zach Wilson sucks, and then like figure it out from there. What well, basically what they did last year, where they almost made the playoffs. Like, I I think that I don't know, but I, I got Wilson at one. This is this is where I, I'm divided in the sense, like, do I think the Jets should do it given the investment in Rodgers? No. But I've also we've seen crazy things. Like I remember when Sam Bradford went for our first round pick. I don't know if it was to the Vikings or the Eagles, but it was for one one of the teams tried to save their season and flip the first round for Sam Bradford. And that yep. you know, Sam Bradford, like we're talking about what Kirk about cousins? I mean, I think the Vikings, if they know Kirk's not gonna resign and Kirk knows, yeah, my season's over, like my time's up. Maybe I can waive this no trade clause and kind of preview a team before I hit my free agency. I think there's very much an incentive, especially if the Vikings stink and they're like own four, own five. He's gonna want to go to a team he's where my- he, he, he's 35, 36 years old. I don't I'm not gonna rule that out of the ballpark because if Sam Bradford can be flipped around like that, I think Kirk Cousins definitely can. He's that's like thing, here's the thing though. You wait that long, 0 and 4, 0 and 5. Okay, now you're taking, we'll say, three weeks to learn a playbook. We're in week nine. Who knows where the Jets' record is? Their season could already be over at that point. And we just had a discussion about how the Vikings could start 0-3 and be just fine in the NFC North. You're entering a more competitive division with the Bills and the Dolphins in a more competitive conference in the AFC with all those other Super Bowls, and you're saying that I'm going to leave my team in the NFC where I'm comfortable with my receivers, my offense, my head coach, that we won 13 games last year. I'm going to waive my no trade clause to go play in a worse situation for a quarterback, in my opinion, to play half a season over there. I just don't. I don't see I it. It just depends if he wants to resign. If he's not coming I, back to even Minnesota, if he, I even think if this he's is not the best move he could make is to waive the no trade clause if he's like, yeah, I don't want to be here. I but think I that he should resign. That. That's my opinion. I think the Vikings, I, and that's and that is my opinion too. And they should the draft a quarterback. I, like they should do both. Right. We no, had this discussion it, last it, week about how Jordan Love is better off because he sat behind a veteran quarterback, and that happens all the time. Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith. That's what I've said the Vikings should do now for two years: find the guy they like, go get him, and sit him behind a guy who I think is a dark horse MVP candidate every year. Like the guy's really consistent. Like, yeah, I'm not. Guy, I'm not pushing back on like doing the right thing with your quarterbacks or anything. I'm just saying, like, this is like him being moved is is being moved is not out of the realm of possibility. Things go a certain way. Like we all, we see it all the time. Like, I don't, I don't think, yeah, maybe Rogers was going to get flipped, but the idea of him mimicking far, like last season, none of us Packer fans expected that. And even like, I the other thing back is Sam Bradford, but like that's, it's a low threshold. The other thing is now the news reports are coming out saying that, Rodgers is going to try and come back for the playoffs. He's going to yeah, do some great surgery, and he's going to try and be back fast. But we're we're off topic. stem cells. Yeah, stem, stem cells and a lot of ayahuasca trips. That's <laughs> yes. that'll get you. That'll get you healed up real quick. Uh, we're we're <laughs> off topic. Close us out, Jake. Uh, I want to get you on record with your Super Bowl prediction for this season. It's a little Ooh. bit late, but we got to get it on. We got to get it on record. So Super Bowl prediction. Prediction this season. What do we have in store? I haven't even thought about it. Um, I've just kind of been playing week to week this season, um, and I've been kind of waiting until week nine to kind of put up put out my spot here. But he got me on the nut. I'm gonna go for it. If I'm thinking right now, Super Bowl predictions, 
I got the birds versus the birds. I got Eagles Ravens, baby. That's that is if I'm putting it out there, yes, do I have the Browns? Do I have the dogs at the one seed? Yeah. You know who I have at the three seed? The Ravens. So I got I got Ravens. I got Ravens Eagles. And I'm riding high on that prediction. Who's I don't have <laughs> yeah, I love I love me both of those guys. I think both of those guys are some of the best leaders in football. Those two are willing to get it done at any cost. Um, but I got Jalen Hurts on his redemption arc. I love it. So as much as I hate everything about Philadelphia, as much as I hate everything about that franchise and that team, the one thing I do not despise is Jalen Hurts. I think he is the best quarterback in this conference by a long shot. Um, and I'm excited to see how he does in his career. Now, if the Eagles end up losing, I'm fine with that too. Cause I don't like that franchise because they won a super bowl in my house. And that really just makes me mad. So other than that, yeah, I, that's what I got. I got those two. Um, and then MVP wise, I do have, uh, Lamar Jackson winning his second MVP uh, offensive player of the year. I'm just going to put out my awards. If we're on the Super Bowl here, offensive player of the year, I'm putting Justin Jefferson out there back to back defensive player of the year. It's Micah Parsons. Um, I don't think you can see that any other way. Rookie of the year. I got the other wide out in Minnesota with Jordan Addison and then defensive rookie of the year. We're just going to go – Let's if uh, – what's his name in Texas? If he pans out to, to play at the level that he was drafted oh, Will at. Anderson. Will, yeah, Will, Anderson. Will Anderson. Yep, yeah. Will Anderson. Yep. He will, he will do good. So. Um, you, need a, you need a defensive player. I don't know. You said Parsons. Oh, yeah. You yep, need a Parsons. Coach, yep. coach of the year. Coach, coach yeah, of the year. Let's go Harbaugh. Let's go Harbaugh. Roll the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, gets the purple. Okay. Uh, and Roll then the birds. Jim Harbaugh come back player of the year. I'm going to go with Russell. No, can't really say Russell Wilson, even though he yes, looked like can. he wasn't there. <laughs> can <laughs> I? <laughs> can I? I think you can. Uh, I think he's going to have a comeback caliber here. I mean, both, of, both of me and Chen's picks. Uh, I've not. He has not played a game yet, so I don't know if he's going to win the award if he's a healthy scratch for the rest of the year. Ooh. I'm going to say Kelvin Ridley comeback player of the year because he was out all last season. If he yeah, plays well, he'll get the reward. I'm mad at myself for not doing that because I'm so high. Yeah. But good pick. All right, thanks for getting all that on record. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, TikTok, uh, and Twitter. Um, be sure to send in any suggestions you have for buy, sell, hold. That sort of thing. Any picks, hot takes you guys may have, um, let us know. Give us feedback, the whole the whole shebang. Um, we'll be back next Monday, same style episode, hopefully a little bit shorter, a little long day, but that's all right. We had a lot to get through. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Catch you guys next time. Take Word. Care.